If you're thinking that you want to take that action step, why wait? Book your session right now. Go to liberateyourself.com. Click on either Liberate Hollywood or Liberate Emporium. See our amazing practitioners and who resonates most with you. And then book a session via Skype, phone, or in person. We're here for you, and it's your time to start creating your life. Hi, this is Christina Dam, and this is Liberate the Podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and liberate your consciousness. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Today, we're going to dive into Paul Jasek. He's been with us for four years now, and I know that I've done a couple other episodes in the podcast that you can go back if you fall in love with Paul here and want to know a little bit more about some of the modalities and things that he really specializes in. We're going to touch on that, but we're going to talk today about, you know, kind of just knowing that it's okay, learning who this wonderful magical being is that's right here beside my side. Uh, I mean, he's an incredible intuitive tarot reader. He's funny individual, a comedian, an actor. Like, I mean, you, you, I mean, you really kind of like say it and he does it, you know? And uh, the stories, have, the more I learn about him, I learn that he's lived a hundred lives in one life. And so I'm, I'm really, I'm really happy to call him a friend and to have him here today. So Paul, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Christina. Um, I am, before we start, before we're rolling, I just wanted to tell you how proud of you I am. When I um, strolled into our store uh, on Hillhurst, Liberate Emporium, <clears throat> I had lunch across the street. I had some great sweet potato fries. And that's really the deeply spiritual issue of living really is uh, your favorite food. However, um, <laughs> I had, I had wandered across the street, and when I walked into Emporium that day, there is a definite shift. It suddenly felt very good, and I was like, now, I had re read tarot, certainly, for a long time. I used to read at a lovely little place in Boulder, Colorado called Land of Lorien um, <clears throat> from The Hobbit. And I kind of sniffed around, and I was like, this feels really good. Maybe I should, and I, I have clients I've worked with, I thought, maybe I should do it again. Um, because I was busy doing other show busy things and and I remember talking to Angelo that day. Sweet Angelo was at the front desk. And I can't, I can't even read, the front desk was in a different place then. <laughs> and um, a couple, a couple, three days later we talked and then I came in and read for you. And from that day to this day, I can't even imagine I'm in my fourth year, it has just really blown by. But the growth I remember we were standing in the hallway and you go, I think I'm going to open a second store. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I, I, well, I just like... Well, this. I'll tell you this. It'll be the first. We might be opening two more locations. One on 2nd Street. I'll know next week if we sign the lease, but it'll be 2nd uh, Street in Santa Monica. Oh, my goodness. And one in Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Glamorous. There you go. Well, and Las Vegas needs a little, a little uh, metaphysical goodness. Yeah. And I think of all the people that would be looking for luck and good luck charms. No, but I, when you were thinking of it, so mm -hmm. there's interesting, there's this sign that's mm -hmm. in the hallway, and I remember telling you, mm -hmm. and my friend had made me a painting, and she put all of these different sub-cities of Los Angeles and the surrounding mm -hmm. areas mm -hmm. on it, and so... I would have never in a million years at any point said I was going to open a space in Hollywood. Never in a million years would I say that I was going to open a space in Santa Monica. Never, you know, mm -hmm. so, so mm -hmm. it's, it's interesting, but these were 
the titles of the cities on the right. sign in the hallway. Right. So anyways, still there. so I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. you know. So uh, I was doing a couple of other jobs and more and more because of the wonderful people that were attracted to Liberate, then I began to, to have quite a few clients. And here we are uh, four years later and I have a, a wonderful substantial base. I've gotten to teach classes. I've gotten to uh, participate in a lot of things. You know, I think what's important, and I always ask a lot of my clients, is let's talk about your sacred. Because really, years ago, somebody said to me, you know, there's going to be a point in your life where the real becomes unreal and the unreal becomes real. And that sounds like psychobabble, but when you, I used to be such a news hound. I would wake up in the morning, go right to talk radio, because I want to know what's going on. Partially as a writer, I do like to know what's current. Yeah. But I was a little hyper crazy about being in the middle of it. And this whole world, although I was interested in tarot and I, I had a spirituality, sort of. Um, but as we flip it around, especially in, in 2019 and our political uh, atmosphere here, is so unreal. Yeah. And, and here in the land of magic and miracles and recovery and healing, this is the real world. This is what people are looking for. So when I talk to people about their sacred, people kind of look, well, what do you mean? Well, it's a pretty pointed question. And frequently people will go, well, I'm not really about church. That isn't what I asked. What's sacred? And it's, you know, I think the human soul is so hungry for the sacred. I think at least at the beginning of the conversation, what is it that's sacred for you? Because that's how we're going to get out yeah. of this. Uh, if, if you were to put me in a box, I'm sort of a Buddhist Episcopal Jewish Wiccan. You know, that way I get all the holidays <laughs> off. Um, but the more that I, I work, and especially working with all these amazing practitioners about essential oils, but it's also the belief because if you're not working with that belief yeah then this is just gravel yeah then it's just oil but it, it i think the tools that bring us to these amazing moments um i th I, I just love watching people unfold i'm sure i, I mean you, i love sure that yeah. I, I mean i that distinction it just made me pop like popcorn right you mm -hmm. know like without belief it's just gravel or it's just mm -hmm. oil mm -hmm. that's you know it's so true because mm -hmm. it's adding that intention or that belief into something that gives it value, that holds that power, that energy, that, mm -hmm. you know. And yet what I like is it, it may have been gravel. Now it takes on some, some significance. So, you know, everyone may, may carry their lucky rock or a lucky coin. And since the belief has started that, when you then return to it, it has indeed changed because you have. And so this m marvelous selenite, which is cleanses everything, does carry the power that's been granted to you. But I also like to double back that you were as powerful as it. Yeah, because you were the one that... You were the one that imbued it with it. Phenomenal. Isn't it a kick? I love that. And this idea of being okay. And that kind of like, you know, if for those that are listening, that even if you take that... That kind of reminds me of like a quantum physics thing, mm -hmm. you know, where they, sure. they, they study the particles and that the the moment that they actually observe the particles, they change how they operate and how they move. And so it's kind of that energy, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's that mm -hmm. you instilled upon it and then it had into itself, right? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and so it's in, in looking at, 
like, you know, where science is actually matching that belief system and spirituality, and it's been proven in multiple studies, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, a, it's just an interesting thing for those people that are like, hmm, skeptical eyebrow, and it's mm-hmm. like, pull it back into, well, you know, you can pull some, you know, studies to actually support that. Mm-hmm. Ah. Well, and, and frequently, I don't have to prove anything to anybody. Yeah. Do you know, I, I, it's just offered when people, but sometimes people will ask me questions like, I was at a dinner party and this person goes, so you believe in the devil? I said, have you read the paper? She goes, what do you mean? I said, if you're looking for a devil, I actually don't believe that there is a benevolent energy that then created an equal opponent. That just doesn't make sense. Do you know I'm like, yeah. that really doesn't hold water. But evil exists because it can be man-made. Hmm. So, in fact, if there's a devil, because she said, well, I understand you do tarot. Isn't that the devil's work? I said, do you play the stock market? She said, I beg your pardon? I said, same thing. <laughs> do you know? So if, if you're, uh, the question is, why, why are you asking? Are you, do, do you need some help? Yeah. Because I also think, especially as we, as we run along this journey, that there's no accidents. The people that you run into or the people that you meet, it is not by accident. Even yeah. the people on the subway or, you know, I, I fly a lot and the people in the plane, I look around and go, wow. All of these people agreed to be here at the same time. It then helps me when I, I frequently check in with my chakras, our, our energy basis, and it checks in with the first chakras all as one. Mm. That if there's no accident, all of us have agreed, even if we're just walking by each other, even if we're, even Shakespeare said, all the world's a stage. So on any given day, isn't it interesting to see who your co-stars are or who are the background or who? Yeah. Isn't that I, a kick? Yeah. I love doing that as like metaphors and, and hypnosis is like, you know, mm. like your, everybody in your life are just these components, actors, supporting cast roles, and mm-hmm. you're the actor and the director, but you're also writing it too. Mm-hmm. And we forget mm-hmm. about that, right? And we forget about, you know, who we're calling in too, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. a large portion isn't about just even who's showing up, it's who we're calling in. Well, and then somebody asked about um, how does astrology play a part? Yeah. And I think what's interesting about, I'm not an astrologer, but thank goodness we have quite a few lovely ones on staff. So there, you should live life as if there is no time, but there is such a thing as timing. And wouldn't it be lovely to catch the correct timing? Mm-hmm. So, and, and any of this you can get, you know, really crazy about. <clears throat> but, and doubling back to the idea of it's okay. I just happened upon this idea or uh, this teaching sort of this morning, early in the morning, about 4.20. Um, I I had a restless sleep last night. And the idea that it's okay. Suddenly I could feel my shoulders drop. But then the next step is I'm okay. Because have you ever noticed that if you're not okay, nothing's okay? Yeah. So therefore, that that momentum gets to be really sloppy. But if in fact you stop and go, I'm okay, and then everything else is okay, mm. what that does is, first of all, you're not wrong anymore. Yeah. And the really, I don't know about that. A few folks at home suddenly, if you're not wrong anymore, then it takes you back to the beautiful place that you return to your power of choice. Yeah. So, and it doesn't mean that that people. I mean doing horrible and hideous things to you doesn't, I mean, it's okay that they're doing them, but it's also way okay for you to match that energy. Yeah. Because that's okay as well. Because you can't use 50% of the issue. So, yes, it's okay for them to mistreat you, 
and it's okay for you to respond. Mm. So, uh, and we do it as, as lovingly as, because there is such a thing, I think, as what you put out, you get back. Yeah. And I think that that law is impersonal. It's like electricity. You can use it to fry your bacon or fry your butt. It doesn't matter. So I think the, the law of karma or the law of attraction is whatever you put out rolls back. Yeah. And, and please, I've been as guilty of, how did this happen? I don't know. Well, we all have. Oh, yeah, like I, this just went way past what I expected. Yeah. But look how powerful you are. And it could be for the positive and the negative. When exactly. we say, like, how did this happen in a negative way? And we can say, how the heck did this happen in a positive way? Absolutely. You know, there's one thing that you sa- said earlier that made me have a really powerful metaphor that, you know, that you said that there is no, th- no such thing as time, but there is such thing as timing. And it made me think about the ocean and how, like, if you're surfing, you know, there is this precise timing that you're going to catch that wave that, you know, but yet again, there is no time, right? You know, but there is that timing that will give you that right momentum that will give you that amazing experience that you're seeking out. And if you go at the wrong timing, well, somebody don't want to go anywhere or you flop over yeah, or you, you get know, real beat up in the surf, you bet. <laughs> you, know? you bet. And, and both are valid because it's both are okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's when I get really crazy and it's easy to do in a city setting. Is, oh my god, right? <laughs> I, I mean, I moved to Hollywood not too long ago, and I'm like, I, I think I'm going co- cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. I was like, I've never had so much insomnia, problems, different things, and I was like, I think it's a city. Well, part of it, there is that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I live on the other side of Hollywood Boulevard, so they, they close it down for a movie. I mean, the glamour could kill you. But um, it, it is a different vibration, so I have to, we have a beautiful tree out in front of um liberate Hollywood that I go hug yes I am a tree hugger because I have to go find what's real and what is real is nature I have to feel the sun I have to and sometimes I've been known to take my shoes off and stand in the dirt that's the real stuff the rest of this circus may not be part of mine but I seem to be wanting to to be in all none of that stay right here stay right here because nature by its by its very essence is more gentle than we would imagine and it's eternal. Do you know, when I get really crazy, the sun will cross the sky as it does and has for thousands of years. You know, especially when I love to scare myself. You know, my, I had a spiritual teacher that used to say, the hands around your throat are your own. Put your hands down, you're hurting yourself. Wow. She also, oh, and I, I loved her so much because I would come with an issue and then she goes, well, stop. If you're in emotional pain, you're in your past to prove me wrong. She was, it's you're true. Gonna, yeah, it, it is, is true. Because all know? of a sudden you stop and go. So our conversations were brief because I was like, what? She goes, because I'm going to hear another story about how you took it in the shorts and they don't understand you at work. And she goes, and I really don't have that kind of time. So if you have a real question, and I'm like, she goes, go, you know, gossip with somebody else. I just don't have that kind of time. And it was, it was marvelous in the fact that it, it does hone it down to, what are we doing here? And if you get to the question of what are we doing here, it better be about love. Mm. It better be about love, because that's really, that's what's whole, you know, as, as quantum physics moves forward, we find out that there's more space. So what's in the space? Yeah. Love. You know, I, I cannot remember the Japanese um, physicist that did the water, the freezing water. Oh, Emoto. Emoto. Amazing to see what, what the different emotions when they flash freeze water into the water crystals and they change. Yeah. That if 
that happens to water, what happens to us? Oh, I mean, it's got to be like, yeah, I mean, we are water. So. Well, yeah, so. I mean. And, and 90% of what we're reviewing is our past and our failures. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they they said that the average human has 65,000 thoughts a day and 90% of them are the same as yesterday. Oh. And then you take that and you say how much percentage of those thoughts are actually supportive, positive, and nurturing, or are they judgments, critiques, and, you know, on validating yourself, you know, mm -hmm. like you're sitting mm -hmm. there and you're looking back over your past or you're analyzing or stressing out to get for the future and making yourself wrong in some way, shape or form. And so how is those negative self-talk affecting your whole body, which is water, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? And that's what, what is so beautiful about what you have created and what we do here is really it is the realm of all possibilities. Yeah. And it to, helps people and get it, out of that. And it's ahead of you. It's not behind you. You know, the past is over. You can't reanimate a corpse. And really, really, there's... <laughs> Your little, like, like tokens of, like, statements. Like, I mean, we really need to sit down and, like, write down these little, like, tokens of wisdom because we should put them in as, like, a coffee table book. We'll, 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 we'll get some great pictures of you. We'll do the turban. Yeah, yeah. Then, you know, and, and it'll be Why a coffee book. Why I'd not? I love that. I think it would Let's be great. It. I think we should make one. I, I'm in. I'm in. But but I will find occasionally I will. And, and I think we all do it. There are oh, issues. And then we're going to make little like Oracle deck for you. <laughs> and uh, we'll have, you know, the different pictures. So you can pick the different pictures. Coffee table can be you. But then the, the pictures for the Oracle deck. That, that's we're, on it. We're, we're on it. We're, we're making on it. this. Stay tuned. <laughs> Might take a, a few months to come up with all the sayings, but they, they, they happen. And they're, you know. Fun. Well, you know, that, that ultimately, we all have to share. We're sharing a yeah. planet. We share water. We're sharing energy. And that is all the real world. You know, this idea of division and that there are different people and places and we make judgments about the silliest things. Oh, my God. But it's but... silly here. At one time, I believed it. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, and I'm sure you've had this experience, and I don't know if you at home have. People, when they are in an uncertain place, they'll go, well, my family always does it that way. Oh, I know. And I'm and like, but just, not you. Use yeah. your power of choice. Yeah, and sometimes they say, I've always done it like that. Or they, mm -hmm. they place the blame onto somebody else or how mm -hmm. it's always been done. Sometimes they even put it on society. Well, mm -hmm. it's always been done that way. Mm -hmm. And I say, oh, well, interesting. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Does that work for you? Mm -hmm. Well, okay. that, does it does it work for you? Because, but also within there, they don't know that there's a different. Yeah. It, you know, you're so much more powerful than you know. And I do believe that miracles are natural. If they don't occur, something's gone wrong. And that comes from A Course in Miracles. But to get there so you can access that, there's work. There's, you know, this, this stuff is as easy as you'd like to make it. You know, yeah. changing a thought sounds easy. Try it, changing a thought. Um, there is something. Um, well, because you're changing an automatic script, right? You know. So, exactly. So I mean, if they're mostly the same as yesterday, to change that pattern, it's like it's almost like telling yourself to do a different order of when you wake up in the morning. Like you know, if the first thing you do is you go to the bathroom and you brush your teeth, and you do, then you make coffee. But try making coffee first, and then doing that. It's it feels awkward and weird, and you don't do it. You know. Well, and I've heard it takes 21 days to change a habit. Yes. So, you know, right about day four, I lose interest. So, so I have to sort of reset, but, but it's worth it. Because coming back to the power of choice, um, 
and Eckhart Tolle, who wrote the wonderful Power of Now, that oh, and this same spiritual teacher of mine used to have a beautiful watch, and I would look at it, and I could see that around the face were were pave diamonds, but I couldn't. I thought. So one day I said, you know, that's really quite a remarkable watch. Can I, what time is it? She turned it over and in Pave Diamonds, it said now. And I said, do you lift up to fetch? She goes, no, because now is the only time there is. I said, no, really. She said, no, really. That is brilliant. And I kind of stood there and I, I, I so often wanted to argue with her, but she was also not the kind of woman you argued with. In the fact that she was so certain in her faith on what she had found. And this is a woman who crawled out of a pasteboard box at the at Fifth and Main in downtown Los Angeles, ended up being executive secretary at Universal Studios. Her story of coming back and her absolute faith in a power greater was one of the most inspiring things I've ever met because there was no waiver. Wow. Yeah. Few few of those folks walk the planet. Sometimes we call them saints. Um, <laughs> every saint has a past. Every sinner has a future. Um, and she see, said, these are the these are the different <laughs> things, you know. Like, would you like to see these in a in a, in a coffee book or or a little deck that you know these little tokens of wisdom? If you do, make a comment when you watch. Please this, make a comment so we know that there's a demand, and then we'll get right to it. We'll get right on it. But that's what you know. I I loved her faith because it came from actual experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Up, up until the day she died at her desk. Which is probably the way she wanted to go. She'd already gone to work, sat down to her desk, had a massive heart attack, died right there. Oh, wow. I was just going to ask how. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh, but, you know, sometimes, you know, humor but comes she, out in awkward situations. For, for what she had told me and her hat, and everyone has a history, but that she fully participated in her life right up to that moment. Wow. She wasn't waiting for anything. The only thing she didn't get to have a, to have a chance to do was have a, an amazing romance at that part of her life. But she did have the lingerie for it, she told me. So she prepared for it. Amazing. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. So is this when you help people, like, when they come to see you? Mm -hmm. Who comes to see you? And how do you, you know, I mean, I'm sure that everybody that's listening get a feel for how you just have this wisdom that you can share that makes the perspectives shift automatically. Mm -hmm. So, you know, share a little bit about about the work that you do with one-on-one -on -one people. Well, I'm, I'm listed on my business card here as an empathic tarot reader, and I also do tea leaf reading. But <laughs> it's interesting, I have people sign my guest book, and I will ask you your name, your birth date, doesn't have to be the year, and knowing your sun sign helps me sort of tune in to what's happening. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the first question I will ask you is, when's the last time you had a reading? I do that for two reasons. One, if they go, you're the first time, First of all, what an honor. Of all of the people and all of the, all over the world, we're having this moment, it still gives me a chill. When people go, I don't know, I'm just doing this. Yeah, but what I know that you may not know is this is no accident. Yeah. You, you are my gift today. Wow. That I, I, I don't ever, please Lord, uh, come from a place of superiority on the other side of the table. Yeah. Because of this sacred, holy instant that we're spending. So then I'll have you take my, my beloved cards and... Um, and I love the up, uprush of interest in tarot. For so many years, it was just the Rider Waite deck, which I still love. Um, but there's so many now. You know, yeah. There's even a David Bowie deck. Phenomenal. Um, but what has been so ancient is now so, so contemporary. And of those 78 cards, I've been so blessed to have you know, quite a regular uh, base. 
that even I'm amazed that I'll shuffle them, I'll hand them to you, you shuffle them, I ask you to break it into three piles, and then choose one of the three, and then hand it to me. And those other two come over to the corner. I've watched with my regular clients a card move through the deck and then move out of the spread as they're moving through their stuff, which gives me a chill of this. It's not that this really happens, but there is this energy that that's beating your heart that has your back. Yeah, there's an energy greater than you that knows more than you. So you don't have to... Sometimes the reason we're in trouble is you're trying to do it by yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and although we're, we're good children, sometimes th this is larger than you are. And I can tell when it's larger than I am in the moment because I'll go, maybe this isn't my business right now. Mm. Because I have defaulted to, also I do stand-up comedy, which in and of itself defaults to the odd. And to work around that, keeping the original inspiration and sense of humor, I once had somebody say to me, oh, I bet you think you're really witty, which I thought was a compliment. I go, oh, I think so. He said, you know, wit is a sense of humor without love. Wow. And when you think about people who are witty, they are, they're sharp, they're brilliant, it's right to the point, but they're, it isn't sometimes loving. Yeah, it doesn't have that feel to it. Yeah, yeah. It, which, it has its place. It's okay. Yeah. You know, certainly. Um, so, then we will go through the deck. Um, I will choose ten cards out of the, the pile that you handed me. And it's sort of like flying over your life in a drone or sort of coming up on a stepladder and looking down at the, the uh, situation today. And I like that. The analogy that we can use nowadays, a drone. Yeah. Flying over your little <laughs> life today and seeing what we're doing. And the possibilities that are ahead of you. I had somebody ask me, they go, well, well, do you, do you like worship this? Do you, I said, well, would you worship your GPS? <laughs> I mean, that's kind of, a, it's, it's practical. I love practical magic. Yeah. You know, taking the woo-woo or the fear out of it. The fear yeah. Out of it. Would you worship your GPS? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, but so the, these are, and somebody will go, if I come back tomorrow, will it be the same one? Well, no, because tomorrow's a different day. Yeah. It's like a giant, amazing Rubik's Cube, this amazing energetic soup that we're all moving through. But the idea that it really is a loving experience depending upon your choice for it. Mm-hmm. Depending upon your choice, yeah. Mm -hmm. You and can that's... either choose to be miserable or choose mm -hmm. to see the opportunity and, and mm -hmm. the gratitude, right? Because even in our Ooh, yeah. biggest, you know, times of defeat or loss we can see that it is a gift mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know when we let go of that attachment and expectation mm -hmm. and we allow you know we can enjoy like you know it's a kind of like the play like a playful uh um kind of analogy for that it's like somebody's so set in their ways that they want to go and enjoy like italian food and th they are huffy puffy and somebody gets them to do go to a different restaurant maybe they go to a chinese restaurant or something like that and they are so upset and attached to the italian restaurant that they don't even allow themselves to enjoy the amazing food experience that's right in front of them or they can choose to just put it and say what is this about right and mm -hmm. then if they're embracing it they might actually find that the chinese restaurant they enjoyed more than the italian one but to be, to be secure, which is facing the fear, which is if everything is okay, mm -hmm. then everything is okay. It, and that ultimately you're okay. 
so, so it's so it's a different food. I used to be a waiter, you know, and we used to say it's only food and nobody died. I mean, <laughs> let's all calm down. I'll get another one. I'll comp your meal. None of the screaming and shrieking. I'm like, it's pie. I don't know how important this is, but I can help with it. I, it's amazing to me. But there are there are those people. <laughs> There are those people that have, it has to be. I'm sorry, I used to wait tables for years too. But like, isn't, isn't it like, true? Like, people would act like with life or death. Like I said, no sauce on this. Yeah. Oh, I, <laughs> I come here all the time. I can't believe, honey, it's just a pot pie. We'll change it. I'll get you a new one. I'll buy you lunch. Yeah, but devoted to that part, part of it's a real case of please look at me. Yeah. Yeah, and they're not, they're not, so that's fine. Just seeking validation, feeling the, mm-hmm. the sense of importance, and mm-hmm. it's scratching a wound deep inside of feeling that they're not important, if they're not listened to, or their orders mm-hmm. not matter, that mm-hmm. they, they're, they're not getting what they had mm-hmm. put out to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. 90% of people just want to be heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hard for me sometimes, though. <laughs> <laughs> I pop into my logical brain and I'm just like, and I'm, I, I, I can't help but to be like, are you really like, is this that important in your life in the spectrum? Will you remember this even a week from now, two weeks from now? You know, like, and I'm like, mm-hmm. what do you really want? And you know, such, like, a, such an important question. What do you really want? Yeah. Because people will look at you blankly like, wait, what do you mean? Well, I always tell people, you may have what you desire. I don't think so. Okay, well, the universe just nodded its head. Neither, well, they don't think so either. Yeah. So you get to be right. But why not Why not vote in favor of yourself? Yeah. But so, so many people, I mean, there was this one person that came to this event, and we, we gave a, they got a book with the event, but they happened to have already had the book. So the person that was teaching it brought a different book for them that they wrote, and, and we had two classes that day. Right? And so, ironically, somebody else had already had that book too in the first session. This person was going to be in the second one. So the instructor said, Oh, it's at the front for you. So it got given away. And then this person comes in irate and so upset that that book wasn't there, even though the instructor said they'd mail her one right away, that then she's complaining about everything and anything. Oh, and I got a gift bag and I don't like the products I got in my gift bag. I'm like, It's a gift. And then further goes into, oh, and you guys provided champagne and mimosas, but it was in the corner, and I didn't know that we were going to have them, and then and then they should have been displayed better. Again, it was a gift, you know? And it was just, there was nothing. And finally, I had to say to her, I was like, what do you want? Like, yeah, what do you want? Like, I'm really confused here. And, and it, <laughs> there was nothing, just, just to be mm-hmm. heard, I guess, mm-hmm. or to want validations for them to have a bad day mm-hmm. right you know mm-hmm. but it's 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 really interesting to me the things that people get stuck on their their let's call it their racket their rabbit mm-hmm. hole or mm-hmm. whatnot you mm-hmm. know they're like mm-hmm. they're just like stuck on it and they're stuck on it and they're stuck on it so much this person was stuck on it so much that they called three days in a row to complain to different people about this experience mm-hmm. and it was like wow that ruined your day for three days if not more you know, like over a book, mm-hmm. you know, and it's mm-hmm. just like, and so sometimes I can't help it. I can't, I can't be like that, 
like, or I don't want to be. I shouldn't mm-hmm. say I can be, but I just, I, I can't meet that person there, you know? I'm like, I, I just can't do it. <laughs> it is. It, I was flying one time. We were flying to San Francisco, and uh, I got a call from the cockpit. I answered it, and I said, looks like we may be delayed for fog. Oh, dear. Okay. So he make, the captain makes an announcement into the cabin. Ladies and gentlemen, it appears that San Francisco is it's socked in with a little fog. We're going to be in a holding pattern. Uh, there's a good chance it could dissipate for us, and there could be a hole in the clouds, and we'll go ahead and we'll keep you updated. Ding! I go walking over to this woman. She goes, I'm so upset. I said, you are? <laughs> she said, yes. <laughs> when I fly United Airlines, this never happens. I said, my goodness. She said, so I'm very disappointed in you. I said, me? She said, well, what the Sarah line? I've never been treated like this. I said, my goodness. I can't, I can't. She said, can I speak to somebody in charge? I said, just a moment. I walked three rows back. I walked back up. I said, how can I help you? She said, I'm looking for the super. I said, I'm the in-flight supervisor for this flight. You're in luck. She goes, I don't think this is funny. I said, neither do I. She said, I don't understand this delay. I said, what part confuses you? Actually, I don't know if you know, San Francisco is kind of famous for fog. I don't know if you know, it just, it happens. And there's a chance that we will be diverted to Pocatello, Idaho this evening. She goes, absolutely not. I said, would you like to get off? She looked at me and I said, really, honey, in this moment, which I'm kind of enjoying, uh, we are six miles above the ground going over 600 miles an hour. So the idea that we may be delayed I understand this inconvenient. She goes, well, it never happens with United. And I said, on behalf of my airline, we would encourage you to fly United. She goes, well, I, and I said, but I'm, I'm here, you're upset. What's the real issue here? Because it's not fog. Yeah. And she goes, well, I said, because I'm also a therapist. So if I can help you that way, or if you'd like more coffee, look, I can do both. Because <laughs> we're going to be together for quite a while up here. Isn't that fun? I'll be back. What did she say to that? She sat and stared out the window. She was silent the rest. And I wasn't trying to be snotty, and I wasn't trying to be... No, but I mean, like, people need to, like, there's a point where, like, you know, the customer or the patron is not always right. No, they're always the customer. Yes. The customer is always the customer, but they don't, they're not automatically right. She was just afraid. She was, whatever her schedule was, this was not happening. But I mean, like, you know, at a certain point, it's like... You know, yes, there's the looking away or this just that, but then there's also the, like, am I there to help this person learn a lesson in some way? Because mm-hmm. this is just ridiculous. Like, that story is ridiculous. Like, this never happens with the United. The weather is not the United's control. <laughs> you know, like, it's fog. Exactly. But whatever the agitation was, this is where she could vent it. Yeah, no. And, uh, and I even would tell... Uh, crew members I was training, I said, people will, our, our, our guests, our um, patrons of the airline will not actually see you. And we kind of do that on purpose. We even, all of us dress alike. We're not really looking for individuality here. We are looking for you to be pleasant and we're here for safety and all of that. But when people get a little, traveling is stressful. They're not going to see you. They just see your uniform. Yeah. So you need to be aware of that, that something, some of this, and that was before uh, 9-11. And so I flew recently and bless them. It was a tough job when I did it, but I did it before 9-11. 
and now it's just bless them it's difficult so you know what that's the other thing i tell everybody and i have to remind myself give the person in front of you a break yeah you know everyone's carrying something everyone's walking through some sort of grief so even if you can't at least be kind at least be quiet another one i can't (laughs) just in this podcast (laughs) yeah Little daily words of wisdom. I literally see them. I, I see them as little square card decks with like some cute pictures Let's do on it. them. And it's a you can't be kind, just be quiet. Just be quiet. <laughs> exactly. Be like, what should I do today? Yeah. Okay, I'll shut yeah. up. Yeah. Thanks. Sometimes you know. Uh, morning meditation, I think, is is so helpful. I tell all of my clients, and usually, spirit is right behind me. About if we don't check in with this in the morning. You know, you have this celestial choir, this celestial cavalry that's ready to help you, but they're so polite they don't intrude unless asked. Hmm. So uh, here's my three-minute meditation that I do. I've done for well over 30 years. I used to kneel down, down next to my bed, but now I'll be 61 next month, so I sit on the edge of my bed, and I say the date. Today is June 28th, the year 2019. This is the only day I have. The past is over. You can't reanimate a corpse. Tomorrow's none of my business. So once again, the sun will cross the sky as it's done for millions of years. Dear Apollo, as he runs in his chariot uh, and sees all, uh, that's been going on. And whatever situation today, missiles have not been launched. Blood is not running in the streets. Let's, you know, it not catastrophize the day. Uh, because there's going to be so many amazing things that happen within this day. There will be food, Mm -hmm. (laughs) there will be traffic, there will be people. And because of the nature of what I do, I always say, reporting for duty. And sometimes, right after that, my phone will begin. Beautiful. I'm very, very honored. And then right behind that, I say, I'm only here to represent he who sent me. Mm. And then I say a few prayers for those uh, sweet people that I will see during the day. And in gratitude, I play a little game as I walk to the bathroom. It's my thank you walk. Thank you, thank you, thank you, until I get to the bathroom. Um, And then we're off into the day. And uh, then at night, I will sit in the very same spot. And I'm very thankful for the day. I will mention a few of the marvelous things that happened. And then I go, oh, and by the way, I'm off duty. Oh, adorable. And I, I then go to sleep. I've been listening to some wonderful uh, guided meditations into sleep and hypnosis sleep that have been really helpful because maybe many of you as well, is I will get all comfortable and lay down and the circus starts. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, where was all of that energy during the day and now you want to scare me? No, 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 no. Uncle Mommy doesn't like that, so all of you just move right on out, and uh, we think beautiful thoughts. And there's this, you know, our friend YouTube has some lovely things on. I'm actually, because we should talk about doing um, sleeping meditation. We should. We should, yeah, we, and maybe you can lead some, and we'll sure. put some music to the background, yeah. be something that we'll add, because I think that they're really helpful. I mean, you have a and, recording and, studio here. And uh, we'll do some hypnosis meditations, too. Perfect. I can lead those. You can lead some meditation ones. We'll yeah. definitely add those, too. We have three different new items that we're producing <laughs> as a result of this uh, podcast mm-hmm. today, and mm-hmm. many more to come. But no, I think that that's, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know about you, but... It's been this thing recently, I'd say in the last year or so, that I've, I've been battled with this insomnia for like the first time ever in my life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but sometimes it's really bad. So I search around on YouTube too, and I find these, whether it's, 
you know, 528 hertz plane, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whether it's these guided hypnosis, mm-hmm. these meditations, mm-hmm. do anything to still that mind to mm-hmm. drift away, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not even like my mind's thinking, it's just I can't fall asleep too. So wherever mm-hmm. that is for you. Mm-hmm. Paul and I will make some. You You'll bet. sleep better. We'll Hopefully be we'll, we'll sleep better. We'll listen to our own things. Indeed, indeed. And it's so important when I think about, I was uh, at one time a manny. Okay. I took care of children. And um, w- w- taking it outside of self, I'm a, re- I'm a wonderful personal assistant, I'm a wonderful manny, but in my own backyard, not so much. Mm-hmm. And when we, when we work with self-care, uh, I'm phenomenally amazed at how much better I feel. And it's, here's the deal, I don't know if you know, it's not that I don't know it, it's coming down through the chakra system to, you know, I, as I say, put wheels on it. Yeah. Just this, I've been playing with this idea, and I've done it for years, of making my bed in the morning. Now, I live alone. Does anyone care? My dog doesn't care. Nobody cares. Yeah. I do. There's something about walking into my bedroom and seeing my bed made that changes my life. Yeah, no, I, I, I did it too. Um, recently, I've been making my bed every day. I know people are like, okay, with these people, they don't it's make It's one of the most <laughs> spiritual things I do all day. Yeah, no, but there's a, there's an audio book that I, I, I saw this title. I, I'm a big fan of audio books. I, mm-hmm. haven't, I haven't listened to it uh, yet, but it said, make your bed in the morning or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. It's like the title. It's like a self-help book or mm-hmm. whatever, but it's like my head. And it was like, hmm. Because I, then I walk in and my room's put together and I feel more mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. and I can let go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, and when I was taking care of children, there, there are sort of segments to the day. And once again, Apollo in his run across the sky, we get almost the same 24 hours a day. But adults do this a lot. We get so wrapped up as opposed to having a bit of a ritual for the day. When I was working in corporate America and an assistant, four o'clock was tea time. And instead of tea, because I was writing herd over 30 editors, I made two huge bowls of popcorn at my desk. So everyone would smell it, they would come out, and for a few minutes, stop, have a few handfuls. They might not have eaten, not that that's the best thing, but for a few seconds, for like five minutes, we all got to calm down. And then some of them had to work until 11 in the evening, some had been there since 6 in the morning. But at 4 o'clock, for 5 to 10 minutes at my desk, it's all calm. I love that. So tea time is even to this day. At 4 o'clock, I woke down and go, oh, you know what? Let's just have a little something to drink. It's a little pause. It's important. You're so cute, Paul. I will start. So where can people find you? Well, you can find me here at Liberate uh, Hollywood and LiberateEmporium.com. If you'd like to book a reading, I would love to come and meet with you. So uh, you can find me there. I'm all over Facebook. You can find me there, Paul Jacek, J-A-C-E-K. Um, oh, so I'm going to tell a little personal story because it's so cute. Um, my father, whom I'm named for, his father died when he was seven. Okay. And the next day, the farmhouse burned to the ground in, in Kansas. So my father didn't really get a chance to know his father. And my father was the youngest of what I find is 10 children. They had one photograph of my grandfather, and I'm named for him as well. And it hung in our hallway. And through the years, and my father tried a few times to find out something, but there was yeah. really no record. Um, my mother was Irish, my, the joke was, and my father was Polish. Okay. My last name, Jacek. Um, my sister-in-law, my blessed sister-in-law, uh, has found all of this information, and she found 
a bunch of information about my grandfather. And I'm thinking of putting together a book called Stories My Grandfather Hasn't Told Me. Aww. Because I look a great deal like him. They found his fingerprints. They found that he came to the United States. He wasn't Polish, he was probably German because it lists his um, birthplace near the Czech-German border. That he came across uh, to the United States in 1891 aboard the Patricia, and he had to sign a document renouncing the Kaiser for uh, World War I. Wow. And it says on the document, are there any other male members of your family who are opposed to the United States? And he had to list his three brothers. So my grandfather had three brothers, Stanislaus, Joseph, and Peter. So I have a whole chunk of family I've not met yet. So as I begin this amazing archeological, in, into my own family, that when we sometimes, um, especially Akashic Records readers will thank our ancestors. I've always wondered about my grandfather, but now he's much more than an outline. Now I get to see his face. Beautiful. I love that, Paul. Isn't that fun? So. Um, so that's where you can find me, and I look forward to um, seeing you in person here at Liberate, for sure. Yeah. And what's one bit of wisdom to close up with? Mm. I think uh, this idea of you're okay. I know a lot of people are, are uh, carrying huge burdens. And you know, if you're okay, then it's going to be okay. If you're not feeling okay, grab a hold of somebody and go, I'm not okay. Because they'll remind you that you're okay. Because if you'll notice, we don't each have our own planet. We're, we're all here, kind of like, you know, that sounds like the little prince. Um, he has his own little moon. But, um, but we're all in this together. So uh, go, what I always say is go find the love. Go find the love. And because uh, you know what? It's really, it really, really, really will work out the way you want it to. It's true. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, go in and listen to the other podcasts that I did with Paul are not video, so you don't see, get to see him and our interactions and everything like that, but it's a very good audio content that you can listen to and learn more specifically about tarot and specifically about uh, tea leaf readings. And so, you know, there's two different episodes. I forget where they are in there, but they're definitely on there, so find them. And, you know... Until next time, thank you. Thank you. If you enjoyed this conversation, like it, subscribe, and share it with your friends. If you want some more amazing resources on your path of liberation, head over to liberateyourself.com and sign up for our mailing list. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, at Liberate Hollywood, all one word, or Liberate Emporium, all one word. Until next time, liberate yourself. Liberate yourself.